This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Welcome, gather round the fireside and listen to a tale of Fionn McCool, Cullen, Deirdre, all the sorrows grow on your wail. From giants right down to fairies, about the trooping and solitary, and those who are sometimes scary. Anything goes by the fireside. Yeah. Fireside, the Puka Fireside, the Mero Fireside. Kings and queens fighting heroes, don't you run from the fun, there's no need to hide. Sit by the fireside. Mm-hmm. Fireside. St. Kevin and the Angels The blacksmith's bellows have drafted me across to a site sprawling with grit and tan. A granite cell exchanged for timber post and valley dirt for soaking glen, trading lock for silver lake. Damp no longer falls on my outleafed palm, and no bird mistakes me for tree as they flitter, hum, and shoot. I have escaped the finding and my pursuit, and unrequited I tossed in nettles ablaze before she fell below. A city of angels, and I am a future saint of all that is wild and feral and inhuman. Countless formless faces welcome me, but in truth it is as if I am outside heaven's gate and feel proximity to the one, but I have been denied access. Solitude in Garden Sea felt secure, but amidst these angels I am aware on my own. Hello and welcome to Fireside, the Irish storytelling podcast. Each episode of Fireside, we take a story from folklore and mythology, we retell it, have a chat about the tale itself and about the craft, culture and history of storytelling. My name is Kevin C. Olahan. I am your host and your Fireside bard. Welcome to episode 152 of Fireside. Today on the Irish Storytelling Podcast, we explore the folklore and the stories of the blackbird and the eagle, and of one particularly in one particular tale involving both, the tale of the very cold night. We'll also be taking a look at one of my own pieces that you just heard there from my upcoming book, Garden Sea. That was St. Kevin and the Angels. But first, if you have not done so already, please do follow me over on Instagram at FiresideBard. Email me at thefiresidebard at gmail.com. And if you really... uh if you really want to support this podcast, you can do so by going to headstuffpodcast.com, where for as little as five euro a month, although you can play more if you want, you can join Headstuff Plus and gain access to bonus material, advanced ticket sales, discounts on everything for not just this podcast, but for all of the podcasts on the Headstuff Podcast Network. And 
if you want to go over now uh, over onto Amazon you can pre-order the Kindle version of my poetry book Garden Sea which is being released on the 10th of December pre-orders are the very most important sign for any new book especially for a new author like myself and if you want to get the book on Kindle version uh, anywhere in the world then please do go head over to Amazon the link is in the description below uh, where you can pre-order it and then hopefully if you enjoy it or even if you don't uh, you might want to leave up a customer rating they leave they make a huge difference especially as i say for brand new authors if you want to pre-order this physical copy of the book you uh, which has been coming out in paperback on also on the 10th of december you can go to headstuff.org the link is also in the description below where you can order the physical copy of the book Finally, if you want to come along, if you're in Dublin and you want to come along to the live show, Fireside is turning three and we are having Fireside Live, the return of Irish storytelling live, as well as the celebration of the three years of my little podcast uh, work. So come along uh, to the podcast studios on December 9th at 7pm for BYOB for an evening of song and story of poetry and prose of folklore mythology and music and just a little bit of drink and devilment tickets are available from Eventbrite they are extremely limited there's only a handful of them left if you are around and are interested in going I strongly advise you go and book your tickets to that right now the link is also in the description below and that is all the plugs for this time but the story and the poem for this week. Last week, I uh, I began these these series of garden sea specials, as I'm calling them, with uh, the poem Fox and Bully, which was one of the very first pieces I added to the book. St. Kevin and the Angels, however, was one of the very, very last. Nevertheless, these are the two poems which open the collection. St. Kevin and the Angels is, in many ways, the ideal opener because it welcomes you to Garden Sea with the patron saint himself. But this collection was written between the east coast of Wicklow and the west coast of California. And this poem imagines St. Kevin traveling over to the City of Angels and being locked outside its gates. After we explore some of the folklore and the storytelling, we're going to have one more reading of the poem at the end, so stick around for that. We've talked a good bit about Kevin of Glendalock on Fireside before, most notably in the episode Bedding St. Kevin, which was episode 78. But St. Kevin is associated with many animals and none more so than the blackbird. And as this is a poem where the Irish meets the American, I wanted to explore the blackbird and that national bird of America, the eagle. So this is the folklore and stories of the blackbird and the eagle, including the tale of the very cold night on Fireside. The Blackbird and the Eagle The blackbird is one of the most common and universally loved birds in Irish lore and legend. The reason for this always seems to stem back to its melodious song. The blackbird's song was said to predict the rain. It was also said that the blackbird would sing in good weather and mourn in bad. There was a saying surrounding Candlemas, the feast on the 2nd of February, where if a blackbird sang before Christmas, he would mourn before Candlemas. 
The most famous story of the Blackbird in Ireland is of the Blackbird and St. Kevin of Glendalough, patron saint of County Wicklow and the partial namesake of your own fireside bard. Kevin was living as a hermit in a cave in a valley of Glendalough. He stuck his hand out of the cave to check for rain. He must not have heard the blackbird's song. But while he had his hand outstretched, a blackbird came and landed in Kevin's palm. Moved with compassion for the nesting bird, St. Kevin left his hand there until the bird laid its eggs. He continued to do so until the brilliant baby blue eggs were hatched and the birds flew on their own wings. The blackbird's striking image of black feathers and bright yellow beak have inspired many stories. One said that the blackbird's feathers were originally white, but that the white blackbird was poor and coveted riches. So the poor white blackbird went to a bird who would know about such things, the magpie. The magpie told the blackbird of a cave ruled over by the prince of riches. If you can resist the urge to touch the riches of this cave and reach the prince, offer your services to him, and he shall reward you with as much wealth as you can physically carry. The blackbird gave off a cheerful song and flitted off to find this cave. Deep in the dark of the cavern, the blackbird hopped. He came first to a room filled with shining silver. The blackbird didn't know how the magpie had possibly been able to resist. But heeding his advice, the white blackbird did not touch any of the treasure. Next, the bird came to a room filled with gold. This proved too much for the blackbird to resist. The little bird dove into the treasure and began to splash around as if it were a feast of bird seed. But then, a smoky demon arose from the gold. It did not speak, but vomited fire and ash all over the impulsive little bird. The little creature escaped from the cave with its life, but forevermore his feathers were stained black and his beak burned bright. This imagery of the black of smoke and the red of fire has ensured the blackbird has always been associated with the blacksmith's forge. Many tales tell of the blackbird staining its white feathers and its nose bright yellow due to flying far too close to the blacksmith's flame. And one story connects the blacksmith's blackbird with another bird, far more associated with other nations than with Ireland, but nonetheless once held a very strong place in our folklore and our mythology. I'm speaking about the eagle. Since its association with the father god Zeus, and even more so his Roman counterpart Jupiter, the eagle's association with both royalty and warfare has had the bird held high as a golden standard at the head of Roman legions. This association with the glory and power of ancient Rome possibly had some influence on its adoption by another nation the nation many would associate the eagle with very most of all, the United States of America. The eagle 
specifically the exclusively indigenous bald eagle with its brown body feathers and white head feathers and large yellow beak and talons, was proposed as the national bird of America from as early as 1782, just six years after the Declaration of Independence. It would be unanimously and officially accepted in 1787. But the eagle lived in Ireland until the 20th century, by which point it had been completely wiped out through hunting. It was the golden eagle and the sea-tailed eagle specifically that flew our coastlines and inlands. With their huge size and wingspan, the eagle was said to live for many years. In Kerry, it was said that the eagle could live for three Cree. A Cree was a unit of time it would take to plough a field, to plant oats, and to let the field regrow until the point where it was impossible to tell that anything had grown there. And the eagle lived three times that. This great bird was also fabled to be able to look directly at the sun. They were feared by farmers for their strength which could carry an entire lamb off in its talons. It was also said that eventually an eagle's beak grew too long for it to eat anything. So the bird would have to dive down and smash their beak off the ground. The eagle could then not eat anything until its beak regrew to a normal size. But one story where the eagle encountered the blackbird was a tale of the old crow of Ackle Island on a very cold night. It was so cold that the old crow did not think it would survive the night. So the old blackbird not to be confused with the aforementioned blackbird, went to the nest of an eagle. The mother was on the hunt, but the fledgling chick was asleep in the nest. The old crow bit the neck of the chick, killed it, and carried the body off into the woods. The bird then returned to the eagle's nest and nestled inside. Soon the mother returned, but it was so cold that the eagle sat directly on the crow and didn't realize the bird was not her own chick. The eagle passed the flesh of a rabbit down through her feathers into the mouth of the hungry crow. The crow's plan had worked so far. But the old crow began to sweat. He knew if morning came and the eagle realized the crow was not her fledgling, the crow would be killed. So when the mother eagle remarked, This is surely the coldest night that there ever was. The crow replied in his best eaglet voice, There was once a colder night. The mother said, How could you possibly know that? You were only born but a month ago. There was a colder night. If you don't believe me, Go to the blackbird of the forge. He has been there a long time. He will tell you the truth. So the eagle flew to the forge, where the blackbird was perched on the blacksmith's iron rod. The eagle asked the blackbird if he had ever encountered a colder night. Indeed I have not. I have been here for so long that when I first landed, this rod was long as the day. But now, 
For me scratching my beak against it over the years, the iron rod has worn down to just a nut. But there is one that is older than I. There is a bull who lives in a very certain field. So the eagle flew to the field, and there was the bull, and the eagle asked him if the bull had ever experienced a colder night. I've been here for one hundred years. So long have I been here that the horns on my head have been used to build the fence around me. These last two on my head right now will complete that fence. And in all of that time I have never experienced a colder night than this. But there is one even older than me. And that is the blind salmon of Asaro. So the eagle flew to Asaro and found the salmon and asked the salmon had he ever experienced a night colder than this. Why? Strange that you should ask, but indeed I have. There was only one night I can remember even colder than this, when the cold froze the river, so that when I leaped out of it, I landed hard on the ice. While I struggled to find a spot to submerge myself once more, a bird came along and pecked out my eye. That creature is the only one who is older than I. That is the only creature who could even dream of a night colder than this. And that is the old crow of Akko. The eagle then realized that it could only have been the old crow in her nest. She flew back, but it was far too late. The crow and her chick were gone, and the night only grew colder. The End Folks, as you all know, Fireside is a proud son of the Headstuff Podcast Network, which is Ireland's largest network of independent podcasts and a loving home for the creative and indeed the curious. There are so many other podcasts I could recommend to you on the network, some of which inspired me to approach Headstuff myself. Here's a taste of one you might enjoy. Phoning It In is back. Hello, my name is Dave Coffey and I'm the host of Phoning It In, the hilarious improvised phone-in show. Think Joe Duffy meets your favourite Irish comedians. Our first episode back is already out and features the young hot guys, Tony Cantwell, Shane Danburn and Killian Sunderman. This season we'll also have lots of bonus material available on Headstuff Plus, including new improv-style games with all your favourite guests. Phoning It In is available every fortnight wherever you get your podcasts and on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. And those are tales and some folklore of the blackbird and the eagle on Fireside. I hope you enjoyed it, uh, including a tale I had discovered uh, many, many years ago, back in the early days of this podcast, uh, that I'd always wanted to do, but again, was very quite small. So these, uh, all of the lore from this book has come from two places. It has come from Niall, Niall McQuittor's uh, book on Ireland's birds, 
and uh, Sean O'Sullivan's book of Folk Tales of Ireland. So one is my probably my most recent source and one is one of my oldest sources uh, for this podcast. And it was the story of the very old, very cold night, the very cold May night, as it is in Sean O'Sullivan's book, that I then saw in uh, in Niall McQuitor's book on Ireland's birds, both in the section on the blackbird and in the section on the eagle. Because, yes, the idea was that I wanted to do, if I was going to do these three or four poems from Garden Sea and explore the folklore surrounding them and try and marry these two worlds of Fireside and, and the, this poetry book... Um, St. Kevin and the Angels was going to be one of those ones that I wanted to see because it's it's the very first poem in the collection. It's one I'm quite fond of and it's one that is very rooted in, in folklore and mythology. And because it is very much based on this idea of of the marriage of the Irish coastline and the American coastline, I wanted to explore this idea of something that is very Irish and something that is very American. So that's where this idea of to do the blackbird and the eagle came from the eagle which has had such an interesting journey from its profound association with ancient rome with the the golden standard uh to then naturally the bald eagle being this this symbol of america rooting right down to uh sam eagle one of the great all-time characters in the muppets um but of course the eagle had this very strong place in irish folklore as well as they were a species in ireland until the, the early years of the 20th century i think 1912 is the last time there was an eagle in Ireland. But exploring these, exploring the blackbird and the eagle then had this wonderful coincidence of this tale that features both of them, uh, of of this great great eagle and very specifically this blackbird of the forge. And this allowed me to explore this story of the very cold May night, which I'd never been able to explore before. And I loved it. Um, I loved get, I loved these characters in it, both these two birds, but also then this this uh, bull in the field and the the blind salmon of Asuro. It again is a small, very self-contained tale that wouldn't have been enough for its own episode of Fireside, but put in with uh, this this folklore and mythology of this of these other two birds, it was the perfect marriage for it there. So again, I'm recording uh, this episode and the last one together. So uh, please let me know if you're enjoying this, if when you like folklore from from Fireside, do you like it when it is the whole story? Have you any interest in these lores and these these customs and beliefs and these these little mini tales? Or do you just want the, the extended stories? Because... In all our exploration of Welsh mythology, I know that a lot of listeners have missed the folklore. So I want to know what it is that you've missed. Have you missed the self-contained, the fact that they're uh, much lighter naturally, that there's a bit more humour? Do you think that's where I find uh, where I am stronger as a storyteller? I'd be very interested, as always, to hear from you. So please do message me or email me about that. But having explored all those, I'd like to finish off again with one more reading of St. Kevin and the Angels. The blacksmith's bellows have drafted me across to a site sprawling with grit and tan. A granite cell exchanged for timber post and valley dirt for soaking glen, trading lock for silver lake. Damp no longer falls on my outleafed palm, and no bird mistakes me for tree as they flitter, hum and shoot. I have escaped the finding and my pursuit. 
and unrequited I tossed in nettles ablaze before she fell below. A city of angels, and I am a future saint of all that is wild and feral and inhuman. Countless formless faces welcome me, but in truth, it is as if I am outside heaven's gate and feel proximity to the one, but I have been denied access. Solitude in garden sea felt secure, but amidst these angels I am aware on my own. And with that, I will wrap things up. And I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the poem. I hope you enjoyed the folklore. I hope you enjoyed the stories. And uh, please do follow me over on Instagram, Fireside Bar. Email me at thefiresidebar at gmail.com. Support the podcast over at headstuffpodcast.com by joining Headstuff Plus. Uh, Pre order Garden Sea either on Kindle, on Amazon, or on physical copy from headstuff.org. All the links are in the description below. And uh, please do, if you're around Dublin and you want to come, the last few tickets are available for the live show for Fireside Live. Our third anniversary show, Live Storytelling, is back. Uh, tickets are 12 euro available from Eventbrite below. Next week, we are going to have a story of uh, Chris Weaver, where we're going to be exploring the folklore of, of the seal and the badger. It's a piece very associated with my grandfather, and there's a lot of incredible folklore surrounding uh, both of these animals that I'm excited to tell the stories of. I'll see you all. You'll hear me all next time. And remember, wherever you are and wherever you go, you can always join me by the fireside. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.